Welcome to the Love, Sex and Intimacy podcast for women who want to experience intimate relationships and sex that are pleasurable and passionate, happy, thriving and deeply fulfilling. With my very special guest experts guiding lights and pioneers in their specialist areas, we'll be breaking down the myths, exploring the difficult stuff, the good stuff and seeing what's possible for love, sex and intimacy at this time of rapid change. In these candid and intimate conversations, I'll be bringing you the best of sex and relationship education, full of practical ways to support and inspire change in your intimate life. I'm your host, Sarah Rosebright. Whether you're curious about what's possible or you're already committed to exploring, I'm so happy you are here. Welcome to this episode with confidence coach, Nafisa Caseman. Nafisa helps single women to break free of low self-esteem and reinvent themselves as self-confident women. And she talks about why self-confidence is an inside job, why it's important to investigate your thoughts and how you can start to do this. Of course, we talked about how self-confidence affects intimate relationships. And she shares some really great practical suggestions on how to... um, how to embrace your confidence through doing what lights you up, setting yourself dares and other things. She also shares a really um, beautiful mindset shift to help you to enjoy dating more. And the other part of her work, which I was so excited to speak with her about, is that she helps women to let go of their exes. And so she talks about the power of healing and forgiveness, why relationship endings need to be done differently, and steps that you can take to truly let go of ex-partners. So there's some really valuable, great stuff in here, and I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Welcome to this episode today, and I'm really delighted today to be joined by Nafisa Caseman. Welcome. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. When you reached out to me, I was like, Oh, a sex and intimacy coach. I would love to be on your podcast. So thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, it's such a pleasure. Well, it's it was funny, like I was saying before, how I found you. I was on the lookout for a confidence coach. And then I was on a training and you popped up and I was like, there she is. <laughs> so, so thanks for making the time today. So I'd love you to start by sharing what it is that you do. Yes. Hello to the beautiful audience. My name is Nafisa Caseman and I'm an author, healer and self-confidence coach. I help women break free of their self-limiting beliefs and reinvent themselves as powerful, confident women because I truly feel from that place anything is possible. Mm, Oh, wonderful. Thank you. So how did you become a confidence coach? Tell me about your journey to this place. So it's been a journey (laughs) and yeah, we've all been on a journey, but for me, I think, you know, if I want to go all the way back to when I was 19, I really just had this drive to help women. Like I've always had this drive since a very young age to help women. I was like, I want to be that person. I don't want to have kids. I just want to really go for it in my career and help other women do the same. That did not turn out <laughs> the plan. <laughs> However, on that journey, uh, you know, I was moving towards my goals and then I moved to America at the age of 22. And at the age of 23, I fell pregnant. And just having got a first class degree at university, having, you know, got my dream to move to America and then having gotten pregnant, it's almost like my life was going up. 
and then it felt it felt like it came crashing down so quickly you know I moved back to the UK five and a half months pregnant I was a single mother went on benefits and it was just like where did she go and so I really struggled for quite a long time to to break free from seeing myself, you know, I just kept seeing myself as this broken woman, as this broken single parent. And I subscribed to those beliefs, you know, once you're a single parent, it's kind of hard for you, life is hard. And that was my story for a long time until I started to see glimmers of who I knew I could be. And then I was like, I need help. It was, it was that realization that I, couldn't do it by myself so I went about getting coaching and once I started to get the coaching I realized once I get out of this I want to show other people how to go from stuck to unstuck how to feel confident again so I didn't want my past to dictate my future so I started to create this new life as a mom as a hot mom actually (laughs) and for me it was like a rebirth you know, and so in my first book, I do say lives fall apart when they need rebuilding sometimes. And that was what it was for me. So it felt like my life had fallen apart, but actually it was coming together for an even better experience. And so going on that journey, really learning to how to be confident myself, I was like, I got to show other women what I'm learning. And and I've just taken courses since then and just really put myself out there. And that is how the self-confidence journey became came about should I say wow so when you were a single mom and you sort of said you saw these glimmers of like what was possible for yourself what happened for you to see those glimmers I would just it would just maybe be washing up and then it would just be like something would be saying there's so much more for you you can do you can be this coach and I would just see kind of visions of the future visions Mm -hmm. is what was possible for me and even visions of like past where I was really just going for it and just unapologetic and I was like she's in there still because I kind of felt like I had lost her and I know a lot of women go through that you know they feel like 10 years ago I was this you know it's all of this and then they feel like they've lost it but it's not it's just that we've allowed a lot of beliefs and uh, traumas to come in and just cloud who we truly are Mm. so that was powerful for me I was like I need to get to work (laughs) (laughs) I need to find this drive again and I did Mm, beautiful so you now work with do you work with women do you work with others yeah so I at this present moment in my journey I do just work with women you know I do get a lot of men saying we need help too and I'm like let me just figure this journey out first maybe eventually I might expand but this is what I know you know especially because with my clients I've been there a lot of what they've gone through I've gone through myself and I can relate to them I can help them so sometimes I know in coaching or different therapies that some clients feel like they can't relate to their counselor and so for me you know a lot of the women who come to me they can relate and they understand that I've been through a similar journey and it truly does help them feel confident and they just on offload so quickly and we just get to work and they they trust they really trust that you know I can help them get to where they need to be yeah yeah absolutely and so how do you define confidence Oh, I I define confidence 
as I want to focus on self-confidence you know because a lot of people look at confidence and they say well I don't have experience or I haven't actually done that to to be good at it but for me when we look at self-confidence it's an inside job you know self-confidence is about creating the mindset that says I trust myself to make things happen you know I feel like I can create the beliefs within that is going to determine how I feel and when I feel that way the actions will follow so it's it's an emotion as well self-confidence confidence is an emotion it's a feeling when we feel confident we don't have to have the experience because you know how often have we done things that we've never done before and we've still done it because we felt that confident and we also had a belief that we could do it even though we've never done it before so I support women to shift their thinking because once their thinking shifts their feelings shift, the actions, and as a result, the outcomes. Mm, how beautiful So it's, it's an inside job. It's an inside job. And a lot of people don't believe me when I say it. So I, that's why I support them in the work to really double down on their inner work as opposed to waiting for their outside things to change, like the money in their bank account or, you know, just taking on any project. So it's like, let's build it within first. Yeah. Yeah. And so you find that people don't see it as an inside job. What do they believe? No. So I'm also a pole dance instructor. And for me, I've, I've retired from it now, but that was a place where I saw it so much, how much people thought they had to have the confidence. They had to be sexy first. And a lot of the women wouldn't come to the class because they felt like, I'm not confident. And I was like, that's why you come to the class. (laughs) Because, you know, once you get there, you're going to, I'm going to help you to believe and just see you already, you already have all the, the juice, you know, but a lot of women would say things like, you know, I I would have to learn first. I'm like, it's it's a backwards way of thinking. It is a backwards way of thinking. So Yeah, no, that's so interesting. So when, um, what sort of are the common things that women present with around confidence? They're either their blocks to confidence. What do you see? Uh, So a lot of it is around self-image. It's how the woman sees herself. And a lot of that comes from the past, you know, because I do, that's why I went back to learn about energy healing, because when I started as a coach, I was helping women to move forward. Like, let's go after those goals. But what I realized was my clients wasn't able to move forward because they had so much they hadn't healed and they hadn't dealt with. And I was like, I need to know how to help these women even more. And at the same time, I need to do it for myself. So for me, what I see is a lot around self-image. A lot of my clients still see themselves as, you know, how their mom might have said, like, you're never going to be enough, or you're not smart enough, or you're not the best out, you know. And it's sad because that's what a lot of children have gone through and grown up to be women who are still allowing their inner child to run the show but that's what I see you know I've had clients who saw themselves as just the ugly best friend and so they they you know had weight piled on because that's they didn't know how to be anything else so when we shift the beliefs the weight drops off 
you know, I've had women, I've had so many different clients, but a lot of it is around self-image, how they see themselves. I've never felt beautiful. You know, I've never liked my hair. and, And all of this is a constant tape playing in their heads. And as a result, they act from that place. You know, if they believe they're not good enough, if they believe they're not pretty enough, they feel that way. And then as a result, their actions are, you know, push people away or don't get too close to men or stay single for 10 years. And that is what my clients have come to me with. And so it's about healing the past so they can completely create a new future. Mm, wow. And how do you work to heal the past? You said you're about energy healing. Yeah. So I am a certified Theta healer. And to be honest with you, I started doing that for myself. I, I, had so much to heal and I didn't realize I had so much resentment towards my son's father so when I started in business like I was feeling really stuck and then I had to go and do some work around healing and it was like wow you're still angry at that 22 year old 23 year old who got pregnant and you know you you didn't want that journey in the beginning and I didn't realize I was holding on to so much so I started to heal myself and then through that I realized other women needed it but I have faith healing is really about through using the energy of the creator it's helping individuals to transform their limiting beliefs into empowering beliefs and so it's identifying those beliefs and then recognizing how it actually serves us because one of the biggest questions I ask my clients is how is it serving you and they're all quick to say it's not I just want to get rid of it but as we dig deeper they realize protection you know things like I'm not good enough it it helps they think it helps them protect themselves you know if I believe I'm not good enough I won't get into a heavy relationship so I won't get hurt you know he won't see that I'm not good enough so he won't hurt me or walk away or abandon me it's things like that so we have that belief so our work is to help them forgive the past and actually see that they can live without that belief and once they drop that belief it's almost like a domino effect so many different things then start to happen in their lives because okay if I believe I'm good enough how would I act what would I do differently I would wear the clothes that I'm afraid to wear I would show up differently I would talk to different men and then they start to have a completely different experience and then they create the evidence that I am enough mm, wow wow (laughs) it's very fun I like I really do enjoy it I can feel that and then I'm just just feeling you know the power of how you work in that transformative way on these inner beliefs and those inner planes so so for somebody like who's listening who's maybe identifying with I don't feel good enough not beautiful or all of these beliefs um you know I can certainly I've had my past I've totally you know recognized those um, yeah. how might they start to work with them and to shift them right and you know you can start to either work by yourself or I I truly believe we all need a healer a coach somebody helping us along the way because they're blind spots we can't see everything you know and for a lot of us we say for for me I'll just use myself I would say I'm ready for love and I didn't realize that I had so much piled up that I couldn't see. And it wasn't until I actually got help that I recognized that, oh my gosh, I'm actually afraid of love, you know? So I would always recommend consulting, whether it's a healer or coach, 
you know, for somebody who wants to kickstart their healing journey, whether you go and get the support because you'll be guided fully by that coach or healer, or if you're starting to do it by yourself, you can actually, I always encourage an individual to, they can start to self-coach. They can start to look at their life and see from the outcomes that they're currently having, what some of the beliefs are you know and they can start to see is this serving me for example I had a belief that you had to work really hard to make money and it's not serving me but that was a belief that I saw and that was my life because I was working a lot of hours and so it was like okay if I don't want this anymore what could I believe instead what could I choose to believe you know and there was other beliefs around love around friendships and so it's looking at your life right now. What are the outcomes that you're currently getting? And from there, you can start to break it down to recognize what are the beliefs that aren't actually serving you. One thing I say is investigate your thoughts. The truth is we're not investigating our thoughts enough. We, we literally walk around with these beliefs that are so untrue, but we never challenge them never challenge them you know we have women saying there's there's no good men around how true is that but if you believe it that's what you'll experience so it's about saying if you want something different are you willing to investigate your thoughts and start to choose new thoughts that actually serve the experience you want to create mm, I love that investigate your thoughts because and it's it's like 50 60,000 isn't it that we have a day and the majority of them so many. aren't true but I guess there's yeah. a phase you go through I'm just thinking back where there was a time when I just believed them all because I didn't understand that yeah. my thoughts were picked up from all other people yeah and there was no one to really break that for you as well you know yeah. sometimes you have to break it up for somebody like actually who told you that was true yeah. is that really true where's that coming from yeah. And then you, you break that pattern and then you can say, oh, I've never even challenged myself. Yeah. Yeah. The, do you know the Byron Katie work? I love it. <laughs> I'm actually going through it now. That is one of the books I cling to. Yeah. It's so it's, it's a game changer. So I highly recommend, recommend anybody listening to this to read that book. Loving what is, is mm. powerful. Do you want to share about the process? The, is this true? The four questions. Yeah. So, you know, I love this because she asks about the four questions. And the first question is a lot of the times we'll, we'll make statements like, you know, none of my family are really helpful. And when we believe something like that, we, we act a certain way, right? Because every feeling is created by a thought. So if we believe that none, nobody in our family is really helpful we're going to treat them maybe we're going to be standoffish and that actually affects our experience so the question is is that really true you know and we and we dig deeper like but and then and the client can start to be like hmm well my mom helped me last week <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they're like and this is really challenging themselves you know and the and another great question she asks is, who would I be without this for? And I love that. And I use that a lot in my coaching as well, because it's like, if you didn't believe all men were trash, like, trust me, I've heard women say that, you know, if you didn't believe that, how would you act? I'd be softer, you know, I would give men a chance. And then you start to see a whole new personality coming through. So 
I, I just love those questions. It really creates peace within a person. Yeah, and you could, so for those listening, you can like um, search on the internet for Byron Katie's four questions and they're yeah. a great way of self-coaching your yeah. thoughts, aren't they as well? It's a really nice Definitely. tool. Definitely. But yeah. I also really hear you, the um, advantage of having somebody to really support you in it and to see those blind spots. And yeah. also you can move through it much more fun and much, much more, more easily yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you know we want to we want to fight with ourselves yes it's true <laughs> but they did they hurt me and it's like it's just somebody else helping you to to create a new perspective yeah beautiful so what else um if someone's interested who's listening and growing their confidence so there are some mm-hmm. other things that you'd suggest definitely I suggest giving yourself dares like whether it's a daily dare or it's a weekly dare like push yourself out of your comfort zone I know and we're not doing that enough we're so comfortable but for example you know like art skin I love one of my coaches she said you know tonight I'm going out for dinner and I'm gonna ask for my meal to be free (laughs) and here's the thing it's not about the outcome it's about you art skin it's about you doing what's uncomfortable because the goal for true self-confidence is to feel any emotion and be okay you know because a lot of the reasons why my clients and people in the world do not feel confident is because they're afraid to feel uncomfortable they're afraid to feel rejection abandonment or embarrassment or fear so so they stay in their comfort zone the true power is with confidence is being willing to feel whatever comes up because then you'll then you'll be like unstoppable you know if I stand out in the street and say to the world like anything crazy if I don't care what anybody says that's confidence because I did it and I wasn't afraid of the outcome and so I just want more people to challenge themselves and realize that they're okay on the other side (laughs) You know, and that that will seriously build up an individual's confidence. It will build up their that muscle. It will build up that muscle of, oh, I'm still okay. I can I can feel that. Oh, that wasn't so bad. Or yeah, that was embarrassing, but I'm gonna do it again because I feel so much more free. You know, so I I recommend just women or whoever's listening to challenge yourselves do it with a group so you know you you can keep each other accountable as well so you're like okay put it in the group the daily the daily challenge and let people know that you actually did it and trust me after 30 days you will feel so different you can thank me later (laughs) (laughs) wow I really love that and I love what you shared as well about that just feeling any emotion yeah because I think sometimes this sort of definitions of when people talk about self-confidence it's like this sort of almost a a superhuman person that's like not real yeah yeah and and that's not true and that you know creates that separation for others to feel like oh I'm never going to be confident or you have to be born with it and it's like no it it can be we can all be self-confident we can all have high self-esteem but we've just got to be willing to do the work and, it, and it's things like that. It's shifting the beliefs. It's it's actually feeling that uncomfortable emotions and still moving forward. Yeah. And how do you define self-esteem? 
self-esteem. For me, I define self-esteem as trust. Like it's, it's again, it's about trusting yourself and knowing you've got your own back. Mm. You know, like even if you can't do something, it's knowing that I'll be okay. You know, a lot of us don't trust ourselves to show up or do something because we don't feel we have we can. But that self-esteem is you don't have to know how to do it, but you know, I'll put my all into it. I'll try. I'll make that step. You know, and the more you do that, the more you build that confidence in yourself, that esteem. Yeah, thank you. And so any other little challenges or practical tips that people listening could play with around this? I think I and for me as well I just think it's all about doing things that make you feel good so you know because a lot of us we put our kids we we forget about ourselves as women I'm going to speak to the women for a second we, we forget about ourselves so I truly think a lot of feeling more confident is about feeling good mm-hmm. so wear the dress don't wait for Christmas. Wear the sexy dress. I tell people to wear heels to the supermarket. You know, you don't have to wait. Like do what makes you feel good now. Add that pleasure into your life because you naturally, when, whenever I'm getting into a slump, I know it's because I've stopped doing my pleasure, my pleasure routines, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, let me get back to doing what makes me feel good. I, I love dancing, dancing in heels. So maybe it's, I haven't gone to a class for a while and I just, I'm feeling like low. And so it's doing things that make me feel good. That just increases the way I feel about myself. Dressing up. If I have a day when I'm just like, oh, I'm like, okay, let me get dressed up. Let me go that extra mile and all of a sudden like you're back (laughs) right and and that shifts it so much so guys put your pleasure as a priority I definitely Mm. say that wear the dress (laughs) (laughs) oh no that's beautiful and you also because you were saying before um when we've been speaking on email about women putting themselves first so I'd love you to speak to that especially because as I said in the beginning you know my plan wasn't to have children but I've I did get pregnant when I was living in America and so now I have he's almost 10 (laughs) and so for me I was around a lot of women who would say things like once you have a child it's not about you anymore you know and I would have other people saying like you're not important so I actually created a whole chapter in my first book saying you are important you matter too because we've we've allowed these beliefs that society have to be our truth and so for me it's about no you matter too and when you are loving your life when you are lit up that is when you can really be of service in the world and even better as a mother you know you're not drained you're not um just resentful you're you're full of life so for me it it's it's breaking the mold it's like I'm a woman I am a mother but I'm a woman first (laughs) and I know people might be like no but that's my philosophy and it helps you know I have a really happy child even though sometimes he might be like I want to get adopted that's fine I understand (laughs) children could be children but he's a very happy child and I'm really on my journey to create more pleasure to really follow my desires and I I just want to encourage more women to do the same because it's 
game changing. Yeah, and it's so deep that socialization of women to put others first. And I remember yeah. doing a course and um, I ran this course for about 15 women and I got some feedback from them all. I was like, what is the most significant thing that has changed? And the majority of them said, I put myself first. Yes. And it was so interesting because they wouldn't have come to the course saying, oh, I'm going to put myself first. But it was just fascinating how many of them said it. It was just giving themselves yeah. permission to do permission, that. Yeah. And that's the big key, isn't it? The permission and the space to do yeah. that. Because a lot of guilt comes with it. Guilt and yeah. shame, you know, like, but you're a mother. Why are you out here dressing up or be you should be at home with the kids and it's like no you matter too I just want people to just repeat that have that on repeat for a while so they can really 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 like breathe that in and yeah. act on it you know yeah. because life changes and especially in relationships you know when we realize like I am important I matter too you you allow yourself to have a life so you don't lose yourself in that relationship. You make yourself and your hobbies and what's important to you, you make that a priority. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, so I noticed, you know, I wrote in my book when I was in my last relationship, so there was a part of me that allowed the drama to be a distraction because there wasn't things I was doing in my life that I, sh that I wanted to do or I felt I should have been doing. So I kind of used the job the drama as a distraction away so when I broke up I was like okay now it's time to focus on me again yeah yeah, yeah. that's lovely thanks for sharing because that is so important and um and I was thinking as well around you know how this also shows up not just in relationships but also in the bedroom because um you know I work with a lot of mm. women around self-confidence in the bedroom but as we know yeah. how we are in everything is how we are in anything and it all ripples out yeah um, so I'd love to just speak to that does that show up in your work around self-pleasure and all sorts yeah, yeah yeah definitely and again it, it all goes down to the beliefs again you know and 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 again self-image so I had one client who who because she had quite a lot of stretch marks she she always would um, have sex or intimate intimate sessions in the dark you know because of what she was telling herself is not that her partner ever said that so it was about her changing her relationship with her body so she could actually just let go and as she started to do that work she was like oh my god I was I stood in front of him naked and it was just like <laughs> but only she changed yeah you know only she changed so for me it was like yeah that is the difference the way you see yourself the way you think and and I do have other women who don't want to self-pleasure you know again because of what society thinks and for me personally I'm I'm literally I'm about to go to satisfy a pro and request a affiliate link or something because the amount of people I've shared this vibrator with <laughs> and they brought it and they have just told me great things I was just like, I need to get <laughs> under commission. <laughs> but just encouraging women to love themselves first, you know, because there has been this kind of belief that it's a man's job to, to um, take care of me or, or to learn his way around my body. But I think one of the best things that help us to be confident, more confident, to also, a lot of the time when you really, I believe, when you really know yourself and your body, you don't get into that like I need a man you you want a partner but it's not 
you're not going to allow just anyone to come in to your life because you feel like you need pleasure because you can give that to yourself and then you can you can choose from a place of want and true desire as a place as opposed to a place of desperation yeah you know and so I really encourage my clients and women around me to to learn about self-pleasure to learn about their bodies so it it will just make them more confident it will make their intimate relationships thrive more yeah Mm, yeah no I'm totally on the same page with you for that as well absolutely um so thank you for sharing yeah and I love to talk around um you know you've written your book around healing and the power of forgiveness and you mentioned your journey with the father of your baby Uh, well not so little baby at 10 (laughs) (laughs) big boy now so I'd love you to share around that because uh, you know when I saw that on your website it really touched me because it's been a journey that I've been on as well and I've never seen anybody talking about it so explicitly and 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 so I'd love you to share some of your journey around that yeah I just I didn't realize how powerful forgiveness was I I had no idea until I started to do the work for myself and not only forgiving other people but for forgiving myself as well so you know I moved to America I got pregnant but I came back and then I became a single parent and for me my son's father made a choice to pretty much stay out of our lives for a while you know I didn't want the relationship but I still felt it would be important for him to be a father but he was like nope I'm done like I'm not going to send any financial support I'm not going to call for a, until the child can talk <laughs> okay and so when he did that there was a lot of resentment that started to come up you know there's a lot of pain and the truth is no one teaches you how to let go no one teaches you how they everybody says like just get over it how (laughs) so for me I went through a a period of time when I was just angry I was just hurt and and it was creating a lot of that energy of stuck you know because I didn't know how to release it so once I worked with a coach and she really helped me to learn how to forgive my son's father even if he never apologized you know a lot of us think we need to wait for somebody to to apologize or to see their wrong so we hold on to it but the saying you know um not forgiving someone is like drinking poison and expecting them to die literally that is what it is they're okay they're getting on with their lives and we're hurting we're so angry so for me it was about really learning how to let go even though he he's never to this day apologized for what went down and it's okay because I've learned how to heal and I see so many mothers who are hurting who as a result of their pain they won't that it affects the child because they won't allow the child to see their father because they haven't done the healing as yet and um, and every case is different but I can only speak for for the mothers because it is their responsibility to heal even if it wasn't them who created the pain if that makes sense you know we may not have like somebody might have done something really horrible but it's our responsibility to to do that healing so we can be free and so not a lot of people know how to I didn't know how to so now I know how I feel like it's my responsibility to support others to learn how and so I've created a 
a show called Help Me Heal and I'll be working with so not only mothers I'll be doing two I do have a special edition where I'll be helping some mothers that I've met to actually heal forgive and let go of the pain but then I'll be helping other people with different cases to do the work Mm. you know and and I just I'm excited because we need more people healed and involved in this world because we are here we're all here on a mission and when we're stuck in trauma and pain we can't get to our greatness So it's really time to do that work. Now is the time so you can actually be free to do what God called you to do. That is what I truly believe. Oh, that's so gorgeous. And it, it, it speaks to me so deeply because I was 23 when I got pregnant uh-huh. and my daughter's now uh, nearly 25. Wow. And so, um, and I went on a whole journey with her dad, which I won't go into for her, you know, but yeah. But yeah. I, I, I got to this stage where I was, I was like, I knew that I had to do something around forgiveness and I, I, I just avoided it, didn't, no one spoke about it or anything. Yeah. And I just suddenly this word forgiveness came on my radar on a training I was doing. I was like, oh my God, I'm holding on to so yeah. much yeah. for him, for me. And you, that phrase you use on your website um, in, that, in a blog around this was like, stop arguing with reality. You know, yeah. like, why isn't he? Da, 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 da. You know, and, and, um, and, I, and I actually took myself on a weekend away out into nature when I did and I'd like just created this whole forgiveness process that I did over the weekend just cried and shouted and did all of this stuff it was like years of it built up inside of me and how just incredible I felt after that like how much shift had shifted and it was such a a massive experience for me and so when I was reading what you were doing I was like wow that's just so brilliant so um, because it just it, it it eats you up inside and um, how long yeah. did it take you though how long did it take you to get to that place like how old was your daughter when you actually did that work god probably like I would say you know she was probably similar to your son's age actually it was a good few years yeah yeah and, and that's what I'm saying you know but you realize that six years that you six years ten years that yeah. people are holding on and it's like the time is now the time is now so for somebody listening does this also apply to sort of um ex-partners any ex-partner as well yeah yeah definitely so my second book is the gifting goodbye seven powerful steps to letting go of your ex and I feel like breakups need to be done differently because I coach women all the time and when we dig deep it's like I'm still mad at my ex from five years ago And, and again because we as a lot of us as women have been taught to just get over it move on we've got busy lives we have to just keep going and so we never give ourselves time to grieve we we don't even a lot of I know because I've been told this as well a man isn't worth your tears but it's not even necessarily for him you need to cry so you can release so you can let it go so you can just set yourself free that is the word that's going to keep coming back you know and And so for me, writing that book when I was actually going through the breakup was everything to me because it helped me just heal, let go and recognize how I actually played a part in the breakdown of that relationship. Mm. Because a lot of the time we're just quick to say, 
yeah, he was this, he was that, and we never realized. But once we realized that a lot of the time, one of the biggest realizations is I saw the red flags and I ignored them, right? And when you can just admit that, you can really be at peace with yourself and understand that we, we had a great time or the relationship was what was what it was, but now this is my new chapter. And you can take the lessons from it and move forward more powerfully, you know? So my goal for my clients, a lot of the time who come to me with problems with their ex or they can't let go, is to help them be better and not bitter after the relationship. Because mm. too many of us have been stuck in that bitterness for way too long. And now it's about becoming better, evolving, forgiving, and just upgrading your life. Because relationships teach us so much. And we miss that because we're so hurt. Yeah. And also I'm thinking as well, I've seen this over the years myself, like as women, we can really collude with each other that keep us in that place. Isn't it? Like, where you say like all men are this and, you know, yeah. and actually to, and, and like, wasn't here this, that and the other, and actually to step out and like, look mm-hmm. honestly at what was my role in this. And, yeah, you know, agree. that's not comfortable at all. I mean, I've done that and like being like, ah, <laughs> cringe. <laughs> but it's powerful and and you'll learn for the next relationship you'll learn how to do things differently because you know sometimes we just think that one person should have been the one or but it's like what if each relationship is preparing you for something better I always look at every single relationship I enter it gets better because I got better yeah you know you're learning communication you're learning how to forgive you're learning so much about yourself and as a result your heart your connection is going to be more strong Mm. that's so beautiful because it's so much pressure I feel women put on themselves to find the perfect relationship and then when you put that pressure on it you do miss red flags and all sorts of things Whereas if you're just like, how can I be the best version of me? How can this relationship be the best version possible? You're letting go of the outcome, aren't you? Of Don't get attached to the outcome, literally. Yeah. And I love that. And I think some people think I might be crazy, but I do. I see dating as a growth opportunity. And I I just get so excited about it because I'm like, every encounter gives me the opportunity to develop as a woman, to develop as a partner for my future person you know I love it I love how that's a lovely um thing to ask about so how can a woman listening make dating that exciting process because for so many women I've had it myself when I see it with my clients you know dating could become 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 this thing that just feels soul destroying they can take every rejection as a it's because there's something up with me if I wasn't this, that, and the other. So how can, how would you advise someone listening to turn dating into a process of discovery and one that's exciting? And again, so number one, we hit the nail on the head. You do not get attached to the outcome. So a lot of women date for, to meet the one as opposed to dating for growth. If Mm. you could just, that is a powerful shift instead of dating to meet the one and you will meet him much faster if you let go of the attachments right because you're just in the energy of loving life loving the process right so just don't get attached to the outcome and see it as I'm, I'm dating for growth and and be really curious and excited like 
what can I learn from this encounter? You know, what is this person teaching me? And there's another book, I'm going to be honest at this point, I cannot remember the title, but he talks about what if every encounter you have, you're learning how to become better. You know, he talks about communication. Maybe you meet your partner that you might stay with for 25 years, 30 years in after date number five. But in those first four, you're really allowing yourself to learn how to communicate effectively with these people, learn how to open up. A lot of us need dating to just practice. (laughs) I see dating as practice. So number one, don't get attached to the outcome. Just enjoy the process. Number two, see it as practice for meeting that one. So like get comfortable being vulnerable. You know, so many of us are so against being vulnerable. Use dating as an opportunity to share little bits about you. And if you're not really invested, you can openly do that. It's it's an opportunity to practice. And I wrote a blog once and it was it was so powerful because it talks about seeing yourself as the prize, you know, because when we see ourselves as the prize, whether he calls us back or not, it doesn't matter because I'm still awesome. My self-worth isn't dependent on your actions. A lot of what we as women have done, I've done it before as well, is we've tied up our self-worth in the man and we got to separate it. We don't know what he's going through, right? And so sometimes we get ghosted. I'm still awesome and there's and it's his loss, you know? Or maybe maybe you've just had a lucky escape because he was like we don't know. Yeah. So instead of getting so wrapped up like, you know, like what is it about me? Why did he not call me back? Just say thank you next. I'm still awesome. I am still the prize nothing's changed and I don't want to give like like 50,000 different things for you but just doing those will completely change the way you see dating you might have to do some extra work because you might have really deep ingrained beliefs (laughs) but just doing those things will, will really start to help you shift how you see dating and how you approach dating. No, there's some absolutely fundamental pieces there. Like you say, just those mindset pieces of why you yeah. date can literally be a game changer. So I know there's some, that's some beautiful wisdom. So thank you so much. Thank and you. so as we start to wrap up, is there any other so anything else alive or any wisdom that you'd love to share or anything that we've spoken about? Yeah, I've had a really amazing conversation with you. Thank you so much again for having me. This has been fun. I just want to encourage any woman out there that to really recognize that your past doesn't dictate your future. You know, like you have the opportunity to start from now, start from today to create what it is you truly desire to experience. So please just take the time to heal, to start working on your limiting beliefs and choose yourself. Because once you do that, anything is possible. And I'm so excited to see so many more women like listen and just grow from this. So all Mm. the best. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your total passion 
and around all of this and I really feel the like um hugeness of your mission and <laughs> you know what you're doing and it's just uh real kudos to you so thank I'd you I'd love to finish with um as this is a sexy life podcast what does living a sexy life mean to you oh oh I love it so living a sexy life for me is again making myself the priority and being unapologetic that's my word is tattooed on my arm living a sexy life means doing things that light me up whether that's self-pleasure whether it's dancing whether that's flirting living a sexy life means whatever lights me up I'm gonna do it unapologetically <laughs> fantastic and, and where- while looking good <laughs> <laughs> looking good feeling good yes <laughs> and where can people find you online I'll put your details in the show notes but just to share where you're most active awesome. so I'm most active on my website which is www.missnafisacaseman.com or you can find me on my new Instagram which is Nafisa at Nafisa Help Me Heal where I'll be starting to populate that page with tips you know posts videos just anything to help my people heal and you and you mentioned your books how can people get hold of your books yes so you can find my books chapter 30 life lessons from a perfectly imperfect woman and the second one the gifting goodbye seven powerful steps to letting go of your ex you can find them both on my website as before missnafisacaseman.com or chapter 30 is available on amazon as well grab your copy please do share how you found it I know both of them are very real and relatable. So Mm. I hope you enjoy. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'll put all of those goodies in the show notes. Thank you. Yeah, just really appreciating you. And thank you and wishing you a wonderful day. (laughs) Have a great one. Thank you so much, Sarah. This was amazing. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Love, Sex and Intimacy podcast with me, Sarah Rose Bright. I support women and couples across the globe to truly enjoy sex and pleasure and to create or deepen intimate relationships that are passionate and purposeful, happy and healthy, and I'd love to support you. You can book a complimentary call via my website at sarahrosebright.com to find out if my approach is right for you. And check out my website for information about my one-to-one coaching programs and any current workshops, group programs and retreats that I'm running. Wherever and whenever you are listening, wishing you a beautiful day.